In today's Prep Rally podcast, we will talk about Snowmageddon, which wiped out a whole slate of basketball games on Tuesday night. It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. And welcome to this week's edition of the Prep Rally Podcast. This is the snowy edition. Uh, we have been blanketed with snow in Northwest Arkansas and across the River Valley, which forced the cancellation of every basketball game on Tuesday night across the region. Now, some games were moved from Tuesday night to Monday night this week. They they were great at forecasting the weather, and they got games played on Monday night. But on Tuesday night, a full slate of games in the 6A West and the 5A West and other conferences were wiped out by snow. So we're going to be playing catch-up, Henry. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, and the thing of it is, uh, it's not so bad for the 6A West in the 5A West, because they've still got all month of February to get games in. The problem lies right now with the smaller schools, the 1A through the 4A. You know, we're looking at today, January the 25th. Their season is over in two and a half weeks. So right. they've got to get all their games in in that small window of time before conference tournament begins. It seems like, Henry, we talk about this, and we also want to welcome in uh, Leland Barclay down in Fort Smith. We talk about this every year because every year we seem to get some sort of weather uh, to come in, and we're always, like, under the gun. The small schools are under the gun to get their regular season games in before conference place, uh, conference tournaments start. And so it seems like this is just a rinse and repeat again for this year. <laughs> And it's even worse for uh, some schools. Uh, I was noticing, uh, well, let's go to Lamar's Lamar, who had to cancel games because of the death of a girls basketball player. They postponed their games last Friday. Well, then they had games Tuesday against a, a pretty much a rival of theirs in Dover. Well, now that game's been wiped up. So now they're going to have to make up those two games plus their other games in two and a half weeks. Wow. Well, Leland, it uh, looks like the River Valley may have gotten more snow than we did up in northwest Arkansas. How did that affect games down there, and what are we looking at for makeup dates down there? Well, we did. We got a bunch. Uh, of course, it postponed everything Tuesday night. The nice thing about the 5A West is in their schedule every year, they do uh, schedule in a makeup date, and that is next Tuesday. Right. So they just simply moved all of this past – Tuesday's games to next Tuesday. So no big deal for the 5A West. Now, that's their one date that they could get games in. Of course, now anything going forward is going to, you know, squeeze the schedule some. But like Henry said, we've got the entire month of February. Uh, the 6A West was pretty quick about turning around and scheduling games. I know Northside is at Rogers on Friday night, and then Rogers turns around on Saturday and goes to Southside. Right. Moorside's game against Heritage now has been rescheduled for Saturday the 4th. So they've uh, scrambled, you know, they've scrambled some games in there on a on a Thursday or maybe not a Thursday, but I think a Monday and then the Saturday. So it's not that big a deal. Like Henry also said, the one through the 4A, there's only two and a half weeks left. And there were some of those teams, like I know Charleston had one week. In fact, it might have been this week. They had three games already scheduled. 
So it's just going to pack the schedule a little bit and put, uh, you know, three games in a week on for some of those teams. But it's, uh, you know, they've done that before. Like you said, rinse and repeat. It's this way every year because so many of our teams in the River Valley is in a conference and play teams from North, Northwest yeah. Arkansas, which usually gets more than we do. Right. I know some of the games down South and towards Central Arkansas, a lot of those games got played. So it really just affected our area. But, um, you know, the, they, most of the games have been um, already rescheduled. And, uh, we'll, or, you know, if nothing else happens weather-wise, I think we'll be fine. It's just well, now, two weeks from now, if we get something else, now that's really going to compound it. Right. I saw where also, um, I don't know if it's official, official yet, but I think Fort Smith Southside was supposed to play Little Rock Southwest in a non-conference basketball game, I think maybe Friday this week, something like that. And I saw that they've already canceled that one uh, to give Southside, you know, uh, uh, an opportunity to make up the game that they didn't play last night. So I guess they're playing on Saturday um, to get that game made up. Right. They had a non-conference game scheduled in there because, you know, in the nine-team conference this year, everybody has an open date. Right. Uh, a team is open every night and they just decided to, you know, put another game in there. And that was an easy one to, yeah. to cancel and then turn around on Saturday and they'll host Rogers now. At, uh, and that game's been moved up. It'll be varsity girls at four o'clock, varsity boys immediately after, and there'll be no junior varsity no, games. So we get tipped off at four o'clock. Yeah. Uh, Henry, I don't, don't want to put you on the spot here, but what are some of the other makeup dates that we have that we are aware of? I do know that uh, Springdale and Bentonville will play Monday night, as will Fayetteville against Bentonville West. Those games will be played Monday night. Uh, Leland's already mentioned a big game between Northside and Heritage will be not this Saturday, but next Saturday, February the 4th. Everybody else is, you know, trying to – I know in the 4A1, there's some games being played Saturday. I know that Prairie Grove Huntsville's playing Saturday. Uh, Shallow Christian and Gravit's going to play Monday. Uh, but, you know, a big game that I was looking at standings-wise that was going to be scheduled for Tuesday, but now they're having a scramble for a makeup date was uh, Thaden School – in the 1A1 West, okay. was playing Mulberry's girls for a chance at first place in the conference standings was on the line. Okay, okay. Well, hopefully they'll be able to get these these games. Uh, they, they'll, they'll get them played. They may have to play, uh, you know, three games in a week for a couple of weeks to get them in. But they, they'll get them in, and they'll, they'll, everything will be okay. Um, but, you know, weather like this always throws a kink um, in everybody's schedule and everybody's plans. Um, but they'll get them in, and they'll figure out a way to do it. And, uh, you know, we'll hit postseason when we're supposed to. Uh, we also want to mention a couple of milestones uh, that were hit last week. Um, we had uh, Lane Taylor at Farmington, who went over the 2,000-point mark. Um, wow, that's, I mean, such a huge, huge accomplishment. And he's a junior at Farmington. Uh, so big congratulations to Lane Taylor and the still undefeated Farmington Cardinal boys, boys team. Uh, we also want to mention that same night before the girls game uh, that Jenna Lawrence was, uh, was uh, recognized for being nominated for the McDonald's all American game. Um, so it was a big night over at Farmington. Henry. Yeah, it was. And then they uh, took care of business. Yeah. As- 
miserable. They did. Uh, it, it's been uh, nobody has really pushed Farmington's girls that much. The closest one was a game, a, a home game against Gentry not too long ago, and it right. was a 17-point game. But it it was a single-digit game. Uh, at one point until late in the game when they – and those two have got to play again in Gentry just in Gentry. down the line. That's right. That's right. And uh, Gentry, of course, is is a very good team. Last year they won uh, – I believe, Henry, they won 25, 26 games last year. They have the majority of that team back. Uh, made a nice little run in the state tournament. Uh, of course, Farmington went all the way to the state championship game, lost on a last-second shot to Nashville. So, Farmington playing with a little bit of a chip on its shoulder. Uh, this year. Um, and we also have mentioned this in the podcast before, but the Farmington boys, um, they did their best job, uh, Henry, in the offseason by convincing Caleb Blakely's brother, Josh Blakely, uh, to come join the basketball team. Uh, Kay, uh, Josh Blakely is a high jumper in track and a very good one at that. Um, and he was focusing on that and not playing basketball. Now, he's a 6'5 senior. They're twins. Uh, Caleb is around 6'2". Josh is about 6'5". And we mentioned, of course, he's a high jumper, which means he can get up off the floor. And what that has allowed the Cardinals to do is to use Josh Blakely down low. And where last year Caleb Blakely had to play down low, this year he's moved to more of his natural position of playing on the wing. And, uh, Henry, I think uh, all the results in so far looks like that's been a pretty good move. Yeah, it's with that, and then you also have the uh, the transfer they got from Fayetteville, and the name slips my mind right offhand because I know I watched him one night go ballistic and had thirty something points in a game. Wow! Uh, wow! So you get that, and that's why the other night Lane Taylor not only you know he's not having to put up the gaudy scoring numbers they used to, instead. He can go get a triple-double like he did the other night. He did. What a nice game, Henry. I think he would have had 15, 16 points, like 11 or 12 rebounds, and dropped 10 assists. And, and uh, I saw that on Monday night. Yeah, it, it takes a little bit of the burden off of you when you say, hey, I, you know, I don't have to do it all by myself. I've exactly. got some guys that can shoulder some of that load, and they shoulder it. Well, and, 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 you know, he won't face those gimmicky defenses either, you know, that he's faced in the past or those, you know, boxing one, boxing twos or whatever. Now Farmington has other options um, that can score, and that just makes them, you know, just an even better, more well-rounded team. Johnny Taylor's done such a good job over there. Uh, you know, Bo, Bo Thompson had built that program up. Uh, he stepped up into the admin role, taking over as the athletic director. He did a great job of bringing in his replacement in Johnny Taylor. Uh, of course, it also helps Johnny has a son who could play, uh, being Lane. Uh, so that's always a nice thing. Uh, but what a great job Johnny's done of taking what Bo had done and just adding on to that. Yeah, no doubt. And not to mention, you get to play in a palace just like farming. Yeah. Jim. Man. Yeah. Leland, let's talk about Little River Valley going on down there. Uh, tell me what's going on down there. I know that the Greenwood girls are rolling along, uh, but who else is looking good down in the River Valley? Well, you know, you, you talked about, you guys were talking about Farmington and the role they're on. And the Greenwood Lady Bulldogs were on a similar role, and they go up to Siloam Springs and have to score, score at the buzzer to win 60 to 58. So you never know, and it's one of the great things. We talk about high school sports all the time. You just never know what you're going to see when you walk 
into the gym because like you said, Farmington's been rolling along, but you never know when somebody's going to step up, have a big game and push them to the limit like Salem Springs did with Greenwood last week. That's right. Um, Ricky Smith passed Carla Crowder. I guess this would have been two weeks ago now and is the winningest coach in the largest classification uh, all time in, in girls basketball. Wow. So that's a big thing. They had yeah. the game against Springdale. Of course, Heather Hunsucker, that was her first time to come back to Northside. Yep. 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 Uh, to the new gymnasium. And uh, Karis Washington for Northside had 17 rebounds in that game. Northside had 63 rebounds mm. in, oh. in that game. <laughs> uh, of course, the Lavaca boys are still rolling. Uh, you know, we thought there was going to be a drop-off there. And I saw them play county line early, and I thought, well, you know, last year was their year, and this will be different. Well, they're, they're still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lamar girls are still pretty good. Mansfield's girls did lose a game uh, last week, so they're kind of back in the hunt. Uh, Henry mentioned the Mulberry girls are near the top of their their league, and um, it's just uh, some great basketball going on right now, and a lot of games packed uh, together. And we talked about Hayden Morton at C- Cedarville last week scoring 49 points. Um, but yeah, two and a half weeks left. And then we'll go into the nice thing about single A through four A district tournaments, then regional tournaments. And, uh, you know, we're not even halfway through the six A West season no, yet no, with, no. With, with that because, you know, they're playing 16 conference games this year. Right. And we're not even halfway through the 6A West. We'll, we're just about the halfway point of 5A West. Now, Leland, you mentioned uh, Heather Hunsucker, the Springdale coach, um, who had gone back. She, of course, was uh, the point guard, a very, very good point guard um, for Ricky Smith's first state championship team at Northside. Um, she said, I talked to her on Monday, um, and, you know, they have a big framed team picture down there of that team. Um, and she's prominent in that picture. And so she was able to take her team and show them all the pictures and everything. Of course, she stopped at her picture, you know, pointed all that out. But but um, she said that uh, she felt like she was treated by like royalty um, when she went down there, that when they announced uh, the Springdale girls, when they, after, when they got ready to announce her, they said, we want to welcome back former lady bear Heather Hunsucker, and she said that she got a very nice ovation. She goes, just kind of sent, kind of sent chill bumps up and down my, you know, up and down my arms. And she said that she, said that she felt very honored uh, by that. And uh, Henry, she also dropped a little knowledge on me. She said that they're now saying that the new arena at Springdale may be ready in December and not January next year. That would be a plus because hey, you get in December. You now have those early conference games in the yeah. sixth, so you you can have that ready in time. And I know they want to play in that. I've heard Jeremy Price already say we can't wait to get over there. And especially yeah. the other night when I watched Harbor and Springdale play, that place was packed. It was loud, and I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, you get the new arena, you'll get a few more people in there, and it'll be just as loud. That's fantastic. Well, and she also said, of course, they hadn't had any weather. 
which is how, why they were ahead of schedule. And of course, now look outside today, and you know you have anywhere from two to three inches up here where I'm at in Bella Vista. To you know, it seems like the inches accumulated more as we go south. But uh, but anyway, she was uh, seemed very very hopeful uh, that 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 target date would be December for the Bulldog Arena, and I know they are very very excited for their. Uh, for their new arena to open and uh, give those kids at Springdale High School the same quality of environment of an arena as all the other schools in the 6A, 7A, 5A, whatever A they're in, uh, and give them that same uh, same you know quality of, of uh, playing floor and, and arena. Yeah, and, and now we get to the point, now with Springdale getting its new arena, we have in the 6A West eight schools capable of hosting a state tournament. That's, the one that yeah. can't is Bentonville. It's Bentonville, yeah. It's okay. Bentonville. It, the, there's not enough seating in there. And you have to wonder, as good as Bentonville's teams have been lately, it, will this put some pressure on the school administration? Hey, if we can't have a state tournament, we might need to do something. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, they, you know, I know if Bentonville wants it, they'll get it. If they want it, they'll get it. Uh, we also want to mention too, uh, before we you know, before we sign off on today's show, next Wednesday is National Signing Day. Now I know some of you who are listening are going, wait a minute, haven't we already had Signing Day? Well, I know it can be a little bit confusing, uh, but there are two signing days for football uh, uh, to sign, you know, letters of intent to play college football. There's an early signing date, which was in December, and there's the always standard, has never changed, never deviated, first Wednesday in February, National Signing Day. And we have quite a few kids uh, across the region who will be signing next Wednesday. Uh, And uh, I I can't mention, I'm not going to mention all of them because there's quite a few, but I do know that Shallow Christian, uh, quarterback Eli Wisdom, just announced on Twitter this week that he is going to sign with Army on Wednesday. There's five players from Shiloh Christian State 5A runner-up team that will sign on Wednesday. Um, And Eli will be leading the way and going to West Point, which I think is a perfect fit for him. Um, And so what about uh, Leland? I know you mentioned there's quite a few signings going on down in the River Valley. Yeah, we've got Ozark, Van Buren, Northside, Southside, Charleston. Um, I think that's it right now. So, um, yeah, it'll be a a full day of signings uh, here for sure. And, uh, Henry, what about you? Have you heard of any signings uh, over your way? Uh, I know that Bentonville is going to wait till Thursday morning to have – it's signing ceremony and all. And uh, I do know that just I think it was over the weekend that uh, the kicker, Logan Thomason, uh, committed. He's going to go a little bit southeast of us. He is going to become a wonder boy and go to Arkansas Tech. And uh, and he will be replacing another one of our kids was Jesus Sazumbo, who kicked at Harbor and become uh, like a – Put himself in the history books at Arkansas Tech. So here he comes. Now, Leland, I'm going to get Henry fired up a little bit about this one. So Logan Thomason is going to go to Russellville where he can get the best hamburger in the world at CJ's Burger Boy. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. As we always say, I grew up in the River Valley, so my vote will trump yours anytime. 
There Felt, you go. There Felt, Feltner's Whataburger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you and Henry are on the same page on that one. Y'all are on the same. I knew that would get Henry going. That'd get him. Brennan, that gets Brennan would be on our side too. There you go. There you go. Well, I uh, also I want to uh, was going to mention too that uh, we talked about this before, but I'll keep mentioning it. We uh, the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette is going to launch and publish a spring sports uh, prep rally uh, spring preview um, that will be February the twenty sixth. That's a Sunday. It will come out in that edition of the Democrat Gazette, uh, in which we will highlight players in all of the spring sports. That's baseball, softball, boys and girls track boys and girls soccer. Um, and we will, we will highlight those. We're going to have be hosting media days, uh, one in Northwest Arkansas on Monday, February the 6th and one in the river Valley down in Fort Smith on Thursday, February the 9th, in which we'll be taking photos and stuff of, of athletes in those spring sports. So we're excited about that to get to recognize more athletes uh, from across the region. Um, so we're excited about that. And also, uh, these sports will be kicking off soon. Um, they'll be getting underway. Now, I don't know, Henry, if I saw any baseball or softball players out there in the snow today fielding ground balls, but I'll tell you right now, if there was one team out there today, it would be the Bentonville Lady Tigers softball team. Well, the, unfortunately, they keep, if they're doing it, they heck can't. They'll have to do it away from school because ah. you know Bentonville has the policy. Hey, if schools close, uh, there's no athletic activities, and they even shut down the district offices today. So they said, <laughs> "Hey, this is going to be a snow day." So well, Kent, Kent Early might have left the gate unlocked. Maybe I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Now, I don't know if they're out there, but it wouldn't surprise me if they were. Uh, they are going to be going. I believe Henry. They are in pursuit of their fifth consecutive state championship. Is that correct? That I believe be. I believe that's correct. I believe yeah. it's four, they've won four straight state championships in girls softball. Um, if we discount and we will discount the 2020 season, you know, which nobody got to do anything. Uh, so I believe they have won four straight and they uh, have a full loaded team that what last year was all underclassmen that are all back and they, uh, they will absolutely be the favorite in 6A again, no doubt about that. Uh, also want to mention, too, while we're talking about Bentonville, C.J. Brown, their great receiver, uh, last weekend received an offer from Arkansas. Uh, the Razorbacks extended an offer to him. They had a, a, a junior's day or an underclassman day uh, in Fayetteville, and he was extended an offer. So congratulations to him. He's got several offers on the table, so we'll see where he decides to go. But Arkansas did extend an offer to C.J. So that's fantastic for him. What else have we got? About all I've got. Is this would be the got? perfect day. You were, you were talking about uh, getting outdoors and, and doing something, but this would be the kind of day that you would you would want to get in one of those indoor facilities and take batting practice. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be outside hitting balls today with, with, uh, with, with temperatures the way that they are. Be, no, you take one close to the handle down there. That'd be a little, that, that would send a little jar through you. <laughs> so that will wrap up this edition then of the prep rally podcast. And we will be back next week in which we'll hopefully we'll have some basketball to talk about. We, we hope the snow will melt and the roads will clear, although the roads are pretty much clear, uh, but we hope the kids will be back in school. We'll get some basketball in. We will make some headway toward uh, these postseason games. And uh, we'll have a lot to talk about in addition to some signing next week. And we'll talk about that. So for Henry Apple and for Leland Barclay down in Fort Smith, 
I am Chip Sousa. Thanks for listening to the Prep Rally Podcast. We'll catch you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.